Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American Listen up, Auto Thoughts and Deceptic Clowns. You are listening to Prime Cuts, an onlinear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero. I'm your other host, Audrey. And we are back from many things, back from a brief hiatus, back to the world of Transformers Animated, back in, I don't know, I can't think of a third one. Back, back to the disaster. My heart's beating faster. Never thought I'd feel it this way. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, we're we're starting animated season two, which is where a lot of juicy stuff happens, but not the juiciest stuff. That's season three. It is like really funny though, because immediately in this season, like all the stuff that they were subtly hinting at last season, they just like fully mask off. <laughs> Yeah, it's time to go. It's uh, it's it's time for a lot of shit to start happening, um, and some guys to show up, and some unfortunate things to happen to Sorry Sumdeck. <laughs> they are putting this eight year old through the absolute ringer. This is this is quite something. Um, so I guess I suppose we should just jump right in here. With uh, we watched the we watched obviously the first two episodes of Transformers Animated season two, the Elite Guard and the Headmaster uh, Return of the Headmaster. Oh God, no. I couldn't do. I really, you know what you're getting into with that second one, and as soon as it turned on, I was like, I can't do another thirty minutes of this. <laughs> He's back. He's more of a gamer than ever. Um, but. That episode does at least have Sentinel Prime suffering great humiliation for, like, half of it. So, you know, that's all right. But before we get to that, we have to talk about the Elite Guard. So, uh, we open sometime after the events of the uh, Season 1 finale. Uh, everything is fucked. Just out, all of it. I will say, I was actually really surprised at how little recap they did. Yeah. If you don't remember what happened fuck yourself <laughs> yeah they don't really give you a whole lot they'll like they'll like tell you the basics of what happened but you're not gonna get a fucking even uh, the basics they're like uh, like they don't tell you in so many words basically that some duck is missing they're just yeah. like sorry's in charge now in, in case you forgot that some duck is missing <laughs> and the uh, the auto- detroit is fucking wrecked uh well part of it is anyway a lot of it is and the autobots are helping clean up the city however uh the fact that a whole bunch of people saw them fighting against the decepticons which resulted in a huge amount of carnage uh has sort of tanked their reputation a little bit yeah i mean it is a little racist, but at some point, the giant robots that destroyed your ta- your uh, city all kind of look the same, I guess. I, I mean, yeah. Like, and that's, you gotta, that's fair enough. Not, not everyone's going to know to look for the faction symbols. They just see two big robots and they're like, well, my house used to be over there. And yeah. then 
uh, a, a robot that turns into a fucking B-17 bomber punched it with a button on its arm, and now it's gone. So, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm on the side of not giant robots right now. <laughs> yeah, my, my neighbor's house got flattened when the fucking big green guy got thrown through it by the big gray guy who turns into a helicopter. But yeah, everyone's all the Autobots are kind of bummed about it. But Ratchet's just like, yeah, this, it, like suck it up, it'll happen. Fucking, we just have to keep working and prove ourselves. You know, we're still good. Um. Meanwhile, the world's youngest intern interim CEO is attempting to run a company. This, uh, I I can't believe the world that exists. This is truly. <laughs> The trade of the future in which capitalism has gotten as bad as it possibly can be. Undo all, all the child labor laws and also just, like, any child laws whatsoever. <laughs> Why is... Okay, so, yes, she's Sumdax's daughter, but a company is not ruled by the divine right of kings most of the time. Yeah, I will I will say I understand what they were going for in terms of yeah. keeping in the family. So basically like, you know, Sari is running the company because she's like, it's my dad's company, it still says some Dak on like the company name. I'm some Dak, so like we're gonna like like I'm running it. But I have to say, I don't agree with Sari. <laughs> yeah, I mean look, Porter C. Powell sucks. This is obvious. He fucking sucks. He's terrible. But a nine-year-old and a funny yellow robot cannot run a company. That is simply the truth of the matter. Um, And a nine-year-old is doing a much better job of it than that yellow robot could ever hope to, by the way. Which shows you you how bad the situation is. The yellow robot is really just secretary. Um... But yeah, I mean, there probably should have been some kind of board of directors to take over in case of some Dax absence, uh, which I guess they do eventually, but they do have to <laughs> vote, sorry, out of being CEO. Yeah. Which makes um, me think that, because they, they mentioned that some Dax doesn't have a will, so did they vote her in? What happened here? What the fuck? Anyway. I think she just, like, claimed it. Yeah, <laughs> first come, first serve. Um, meanwhile, like, again, I don't think Sari is actually in the right here because she should not be running this no. company. No. But P- old PCP, which is how I'm going to be referring to him <laughs> for uh, probably the rest of this series. Uh-huh. Old PCP over here is being so unnecessarily mean to her. And yeah, we know he's a shithead villain. But, like, damn, dude, she's nine. (laughs) Bullying this nine-year-old who just lost her dad, hiring back the fucking idiot gamer who wants to make military drones. I don't even care about Masterson. Like, that's normal Lockheed Martin shit. Like, fine. Like, like that's that's normal petty. This dude is fully beefing with a nine-year-old. It's pretty funny. It's um, like it's like you gotta you gotta be the bigger man in this situation, my guy. <laughs> Porter C. Powell will never be the bigger man in any situation, and that's a fucking promise. Um, but everyone is interrupted by a big flash of light in the sky. Uh, there's another ship coming down. 
and it's it's the Autobot Elite Guard. Someone called the cops. Yeah, they they arrived. Well, I guess technically the Autobots called the cops like 50 years ago, and they were like, hey, we found the Allspark, and they've just spent 50 years trying to find where the fuck they are. Well, I mean, again, in, in the cosmic timeline, mm-hmm. 50 years, not a lot of time. Yeah, for a Transformer, that's like nothing. That's yeah. like fucking an afternoon but uh it's the yeah it's the autobot elite guard and i i quite like the design of their ship it's also fucking huge for three of them (laughs) yeah one imagine uh, there should be more guys on this ship like i feel like ultra magnus rates more than two dudes well he is two dudes (laughs) Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> so I immediately like also they, jazz jazz counts as like three and that's true. Uh, Sentinel counts as half. He's he's one and a half. The half is the chin. Um, no, he counts as just half. He's not a full person. <laughs> yeah. So they the uh, the elite guard come out and they immediately the Autobots come to greet them. Um. The Detroit Police Department is there with their rocket launchers again. If you remember from the first episode, they just have those. Um, you know, it's very funny that the the villain flag for Porter C. Powell's running of Sumdac system is that he's going to go into military hardware. Because, like, we see the police drones that this assembly line is, is pumping out. They have, like, lasers. Um, there's... A difference between a surveillance police state and the army and one that's clearly more evil than the other sure <laughs> i just think it, it's so, it's so funny um but yeah the elite guard immediately put up a bubble shield around uh the ship to the elite isolate guard, themselves yeah the elite guard are quite racist <laughs> they're like ew gross human or gross organics and i guess to be fair like if all, of, uh, if most organic planets are like the spider hell that Optimus, uh, Alita, and Sentinel went to that one time, I would yeah, probably like I, also generally stay away. Like I do get it, 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 in these episodes. By no means do you have to give it to Sentinel, but this is like the one part where I do understand his perspective at least. Yeah, I mean, we we've seen the two alien organic life forms we've seen in this are the fucked up. Uh, spiders and space barnacles. Yeah, unpleasant. But yeah, so, they, uh, they're here to figure out what the fuck happens. Uh, and immediately, Sentinel has way too much fun uh, decontaminating the Autobots. Yeah. So, uh, to be clear, not the Autobots. Optimus, who he That's is true. very clearly not holding a grudge against. No, what are you talking? so normal he is so unsubtle about it that jazz calls him on his bullshit within like two minutes he's like what what are you doing dude because jazz is chill jazz is fucking normal and sentinel prime is a man who loves a grudge this is what we learn um and yeah i mean so the basics are so number one they're here for the allspark and number two they're here to investigate that Decepticon activity. Num- uh, point number one. Optimus tells them, well, Allspark blew up. But it's not all bad. 
we believe that the Allspark's energy has been dispersed. It's not entirely gone. And Sentinel just flat out says, I think you're bullshitting about the Decepticon thing. We haven't picked up any Decepticon <laughs> signals on our scanners. Yeah, Sentinel's like, in fact, I'm going to frame you for murder. And you're mm-hmm. going to go to jail for 30 years. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I. He's, he's very clear. Like, I am here with the intention of getting you put away for treason. <laughs> Um, so, but, you know, why, why haven't they detected any Decepticon signals? Well, good question. We cut over to a, uh, carbon-lined mine shaft where Megatron, Lugnut, and Blitzwing have holed up after the battle. Um, which apparently hides their, their signals from Autobot scanners. Yeah. Um, Megatron's like, okay. What's the one constant in all our failed relationships? <laughs> um, and all spark. <laughs> yeah. So two pieces, two pieces of Autobot technology. One, the all spark. Don't have to worry about that shit anymore. It's done. Two, space bridge. Thoughts. <laughs> so yeah, his. So basically, his plan. Uh, Lugnut, by the way despite literally falling to pieces, really wants to go back out and start fighting again. But Megatron's like, bad idea. We shouldn't do that. We should, uh, we should kind of, kind of keep things a little bit more low profile than that. My good pal. But yeah, his his plan is so, so while he was on Optimus's ship, he managed to partially download some space bridge schematics. But, uh, I guess over the years they've kind of degraded, but luckily, uh, Megatron has access to the foremost expert in reverse engineering Cybertronian technology. Yeah! Hi, Isaac! <laughs> Isaac Sumdak is in a little fucking fishbowl, uh, working hard on making the space bridge. How you doing, Isaac? You doing okay? Bad. Yeah, he's not doing great. Um, I, I really, there's, there's this bit where I, some Dak's like, I, you know, look, the, the Autobots are going to come looking for me. They're going to come rescue me. And Megatron just goes like, yeah, I bet they're real, uh, real, really excited to rescue the guy who resurrected their worst nightmare. Yeah. He's like very specific. He's like, I'm not going to be fooled by you again. Like you can't make me do anything. And Megatron's like, bet. <laughs> He says, sure, man. <laughs> Would you like... Have you seen this gun that is now grafted to my arm? It's the size of a bus. Like, no one's doing shit for you, my man. Get on it. Yeah, no, um, one, no one knows where you are. Two, nobody fucking likes you. So, like, figure it out. Uh, Actually, this is important. So, to prove that he's not just, you know, idly threatening him, uh, Megatron destroys one of the drones... Um, and we get a little important bit of foreshadowing here, because the drone doesn't die. Yeah, so there is a a little bit of shard of the Allspark embedded in the drone, and Megatron quickly realizes, oh, it wasn't destroyed, it was dispersed, because he's very smart. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind. Yeah. Meanwhile... (laughs) That's a special tool that'll come in handy later. Lots of times. Uh, meanwhile... You know, Sentinel really wants to just clap the cuffs on Optimus immediately, but luckily Ultra Magnus uh, is not Sentinel Prime. And so he's like, look, Optimus, I want you to just, like, show us around, uh, tell us, you know, show us the sights, 
of this conflict and, and give us some evidence of the Allspark's dispersal. Uh, luckily, they already downloaded some sweet Earth modes to uh, to ride around in. The Elite Guard did. Yep. And uh, they're, they're, they they ride they ride out. They leave the rest of Optimus's crew with uh, Jazz to hang out, just to chill. And they they go out, and immediately Sentinel Prime goes out of his way to be the biggest piece of shit uh, possible. This will be a theme. <laughs> Sentinel Prime. I didn't know. Sen- I, I guess Sentinel Prime learned how to drive by downloading like Texas driver databanks. Scientifically proven to have the worst drivers of any state. Fun fact. That is a fun a, fact. There was a study done, and from there were 100 data points uh, measured, and we scored the worst in a hundred out of a hundred data points. Let's go. Yeehaw. Um, but that's because sorry. yeah, that's because you yearn for the horses. Yeah. Sorry, meanwhile, is trapped outside of this organic bubble. And uh, there's some bad news. Porter C. Powell calls in as like, hey, there's a fucking cop bot assembly line that's going apeshit. Uh, I'm not going to do anything about it because I'm not the CEO. So you figure it out, kid. Bye. <laughs> yeah, it, like, this is... Sh- Again, she's... Li- oh my god, this fucking do- guy. So... <laughs> he's like he's like hey we have an emergency doing it and i think the the line verbatim from sorry is can't you handle it and he responds spawns with well it's not my name on the company so yeah just the smuggest idiot oh my god old pcp that's right so she carves her way through the force field uh using her all spark key and and sneaks aboard which uh for about five minutes (laughs) yeah so one of the things is you know one of the interesting so jazz initially was pretty curious about learning more about these organics he's like a he's like a cool guy um but sentinel is like no no no, you don't want to fuck with them they're covered in weird fucking slime and they'll make your armor boil off and give you fucking brain worms don't touch them so he's all freaked out when when she shows up in the fucking ship uh but you know it doesn't take long for him to like chill once once all the other Autobots go up to uh, to say hello to Sari. Yeah, it's an interesting interpretation of Jazz, who of course in like the original version was supposed to be like this really like street savvy. Yeah, he he's guy. always had as a character. He's always had this fascination for human culture. That's sort of a baked in part of his character. Yeah, and but I it's like not, that. The- it's- it's not just that. It's like a level of common sense, which he just like does not have here. Yeah. Where like Sentinels like look at them, they're going to spit acid onto you, and Jazz like looks at the humans and goes, Yeah, that looks right. I mean, like he doesn't know shit. He doesn't know fuck it is. Like, I know, but like maybe he, they could. He doesn't have the experience that Sentinel has. And like you can see that they're like they don't have acid spit just looking at them for the most look, you know. Yeah. What it you know their 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 necks start swelling up and glowing green. They you you all you can't always see the dangerous parts. But there's there's something that's almost like naive. Yeah, he about is. He... this version about this version of jazz, which is like interesting because so much of his character and his original form. And again, like this is really the first time we're seeing jazz in a in a TV series since G one. Yeah. By the way, I quite like. Uh, I think this version version of jazz might be my favorite. 
he's like criminally underutilized, honestly, uh, in 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 television shows. Yeah, like for one of the big eighty four G one characters, he doesn't get a whole lot of TV time. There's yeah, like I'm, we've we've talked about this in the past about how a lot of like the G one high command just don't really recur. Just like don't either don't recur, or recur very limitedly. Like, yeah, like this is really been... the only place where Prowl is. Yeah, there hasn't, and like all of you know, all of their recursions and and like reuses are usually very different. Like Hound was a big character in the live action movies, but that guy ain't Hound from G One. That's, that's not Hound. That um, the nature loving like hologram guy. No, he's the fucking <laughs> the, the fucking hippie. Yeah, but uh, so sorry convinces everyone to help out with uh with the uh the the, the cop bot situation. And, like, Chaz is initially, hey, hang on, Magnus told me to, like, keep an eye on you guys, and, and I think it's Melville who goes, like, well, can't you do that in the field? Like, if you just come with us? And he just goes, like, yeah, alright. <laughs> Meanwhile, for reasons I still can't figure out, the uh, three, Sentinel, Magnus, and Optimus have visited Dinobots. Well, because this is where the auto, this is where Optimus's ship crashed after the battle. Because if you'll remember, they got it working again, uh, but it got. Shot I mean, clearly, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah, once again, they don't really tell you that. They just say right. this is where the sh- they have Optimus has one line about this is where the ship crashed, and they never get there because yeah, um, Optimus is like, hey. Watch out! There's some uh, there's some guys who hang out on this island who can be really aggressive. And Sentinel's like, "What the fuck ever, man? How bad can it be?" And then the Dinobots pop up, and Grimlock nearly fucking kills them. <laughs> Which would have been really funny. However, here's a fun thing about this version of Ultra Magnus: he's Thor. So yeah, Ultra Mag. I guess we haven't really talked that much. This is this versions of Ultra Magnus' first big appearance. He showed up. Very briefly, in the first episode, because they call him about Megatron's ship. But I mean, for like vocal performance-wise, it's Jeff Bennett doing an impression of Robert Stack as a G1 Ultra Magnus. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, he is a big, tall, very no-nonsense military commander. Uh, and yeah, in this universe, the badge of office of Autobot leadership is not the matrix it is a gargantuan lightning channeling hammer called the magnus hammer because much like prime in this universe magnus is a title so his name is ultra yeah what about it <laughs> that's just his name uh-huh <laughs> cool yeah, like uh but yeah so he scares the dinobots off with a big flash of lightning and uh you know sentinel tries to play it off as usual so the Autobots arrive at this factory, which at this point we have been shown the, the the assembly line has a shard of the AllSpark in it, which is why it is pumping out these supercharged, uh, super aggressive police drones. Basically like an army of Ed-201s from RoboCop. And what what a nice world where uh, there has to be a malfunction for that to happen, huh? That's right. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. A cap. So they're, they're fighting these things, but like, it's sort of an infinite flow and they eventually start to get overwhelmed. They call in Optimus and, and gang for backup though. So that arrives. 
Um, I do want to say that uh, there is a point where Jazz just absolutely clowns on Prowl. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is which is all nice to see in any universe, even one where I like Prowl more than any other universe. Because uh, Jazz is also a cyber ninja, and unlike Prowl, he completed his training. Because um, like Prowl does, does like he oh, uh, there's a um, there's a cute reference where Jazz calls something Prowl does the five servos of doom technique, which is a, a the name of an episode from G one. And the martial art they practice is like Metallico, which is Metallicato. Metallicato, which is a martial art from G1. So yeah, fun references. But yeah, Jazz, by the way, extremely cool, uses nunchucks that shoot out of his arm. This is the coolest version of Jazz. Oh, that's, that's a bold statement. It's the coolest tv version of jazz how about that uh, i mean g1 jazz is pretty cool i'm not gonna lie but he doesn't have nunchucks like i don't know plus on on the on the g1 jazz he's voiced by scatman crothers plus on animated jazz he has nunchucks and he i don't know man g1 jazz is pretty freaking cool they are both the coolest guys yeah Um, but yeah, the the rest Optimus and the others arrive. They they sneak Sari in so she can turn it off the the assembly line off with her key. Um while the rest of them hold hold off the the drones. Magnus real quick cleans them up after they turn it off. They uh he uh he just does a big AoE attack and destroys the rest of them. Yeah. It, nice listen, when you're Thor, it's easy to do. Yeah, he's. A, I can. I'm beginning to see why the Autobots won the war. <laughs> you can just do that. Um, the bigger issue is that now that it is off, Sorry cannot retrieve the key. Yeah, it's stuck, and the control panel is glowing, and looks like it's about to explode. And of course, Sentinel Prime chooses this moment to go, "Hey, Optimus, I'm gonna help. Go ahead and arrest you right now. We found no evidence of this all spark dispersal theory you have." There's no fucking Decepticons. I'm just going to cuff you and drag you off. Or excuse me, he doesn't say Optimus Prime. He specifically says Optimus, which is why right. <laughs> Optimus, yeah, Prime fucking claps back. back. Yeah, hey, listen, asshole. I'm a Prime too. We're the same rank, and you're on my home turf. This is like my my neck of the woods. So you're going to shut the fuck up and let me deal with this shit. And he uh, slices dices the the control panel. Always good to see Optimus clowning on Sentinel in any universe. It's so good. There's a lot of that. These two episodes. I mean, in the next one in particular, this uh, one, this one, he like took a lot before he snapped. Yeah, because like a lot for a lot of it, Ultra Magnus is there, and he respects Ultra Magnus. He does not respect Sentinel Prime in the least. Um, yeah, but like you know. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta respect the command, the supreme commander. Um, it's not a so good yeah. name. No, that is like I, a I, red flag title. I don't actually know if that. I don't re- actually remember if that's what his like title is. But yes, it is very, it is very military, isn't it? And like uh, not good military. No, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I mean, I guess the the usual title for Decepticon leader is God Emperor of Destruction or something. So. Yeah, it's but a little. But that sounds cooler. It's a little fashy. Um, I'm sure there are no problems with 
Cybertronian society that this show will explore later, that's probably all of that's probably fine. Yeah, we're on there's Earth. No, why would we? Why would we explore Cybertron? There's no, there's no deep rot at the center of it or anything like that, which may I or mean, may not take the form, perso- be personified in a sort of uh, familiar Cyclopean guy, uh, <laughs> astronaut looking at the uh, Earth meme. Wait, so there's political political yeah. underscoring to all of this. Always has been. So. They find the Allspark Shard, which is enough proof for Magnus to, like, exonerate Optimus. Because, like, yeah, you you were right. It did disperse. And I love that Sentinel immediately goes, like, but he fucking sucks. And Ultra Magnus goes, actually, uh, everything I've seen from him today is very impressive. He's cool. He's sexy. He's good at fighting. He's good at talking. Uh, and you suck. So how about you shut the fuck up, Sentinel? And all's, all's well that ends well. Well, well we have just one. One last scene here. Oh, um, shit. Uh, sorry, can't get into her office. Why is that? <laughs> old PCP, again, beefing with this nine-year-old. Like, oh, so he's seriously. So, he's so excited to tell her this. But, so, old PCP calls up, uh, <laughs> calls up sorry and has, says, Hi, you were voted out as CEO by the board. I was voted in. Um, and there's nothing you can do about it because, well, because she's like, it's like, well, that doesn't matter because it's still my name on it. And he goes, well, here's the fun thing about that. I did a little bit of research and I couldn't find any evidence that you're Sumdak's daughter because I couldn't find a birth certificate. I couldn't find a will. I couldn't find adoption papers. Um, and you don't even have a social security number. And so she's like, wait, you mean there's, like, nothing that proves I'm my dad's daughter? And he just looks at her and goes, babe, there's nothing that proves you exist, period. Bye! In the eyes of the law, you literally don't exist. Um, So that's that's a fun thing for, uh, like, a nine-year-old to hear. And he's like, anyway, bye, and hangs up on her. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, we just zoom in on her horrified face, and that's how that we end the episode. Yah fucking who. <laughs> uh Great. the next next episode, Return of the Headmaster. Let's go. Uh, here he comes. He, here oh, he Lord. comes. He oh, comes Lord, speed racer. Uh so we we open with this this truly okay. Look, you can remove her from any sort of power in the company. Th- this is egregious. Porter C. Powell is evicting her. <laughs> and he's gonna put like offices in her bedroom? Is yeah, that he's me? gonna he's gonna turn it into an R and D department. Um like bro. Come and, on. And and he's doing it for again, just the worst guy you know. Yeah, so number one, you're getting kicked out. Number two, I'm turning your bedroom into an office. Number three, the 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 guy whose office it is is the worst dude. Uh, also, I'm uh, Sparkplug and Tutorbot are some deck properties, so you can't take them with you. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm also. I, I also want to call right now. I have uh, some real issues sometimes with um, PCP's very pink eyelids. Well, cause cause he's got like pink glasses. But you see them from the side. Oh, he's always just sm- smoking that weed. I don't. The, gla- the glasses are to hide the pink tint. 
I don't like it. Something's going on. He, look, he's he's a very fashionable man. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, she gets kicked out and has to move in with the Autobots. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> fucking Henry Masterson is in the elevator and is going to move in. And he is, he's like, sweet digs. Are you sure? Um. What he? No, he does not say sweet digs. He says total cribbage. Yeah, he he sure does, doesn't he? He does. Um, because that was that was actually the point where I said I can't do another thirty minutes of this. There, there is at least not that. As there's not as much of him in this episode as there was in the first one. No, and his lines are actually less cringy. They're way funnier because he's he's like always being uh, fucking like owned pretty much. I oh my god, hang on. I have this episode muted in the background, which by the way, I found a playlist of 4K upscales of this. It looked very nice. And there is a frame when Powell kicks Sari out of her room and Masterson is like fucking yucking it up in there. Where the elevator closes on her, and I'm just going to show you, I'm going to put this in Soundwave files, I'm just going to show you uh, this the this sad, pathetic meow meow <laughs> frame. Look at that! She that looks like is a fucking... Like, she looks like star- fucking uh, Puss in Boots. She looks like a starving Dickensian orphan. Just the, her fucking Sari's misery is increasing. <laughs> Meanwhile... Someone somewhere had the grand idea of letting Sentinel Prime hold a press conference, which I don't think is should be legal. Well, to be fair to them, all the humans apparently had very different ideas of how this was going to go as well. Yeah, so it's it's Fanzone, it's the mayor, and it's the mayor's secretary. And the secretary leans in and goes, I'm sorry, Mr. Mayor, I thought this was going to be a quick photo op. When Sentinel Prime just like... Yeah, this is you know, into, into response of Sentinel Prime basically calling them single-celled organisms. Yeah, he's like, um, I, I, you know, we're, we're, we're happy to help out here in your fucking primitive shithole backwater planet. Um... Like we're we we're here to help you, you little wretches any way we can. It's it's you know he's sentinel he's sentineling all over the fucking press conference. You know him. You know what he's gonna say. Yeah, and meanwhile, like that's when the secretary is like, I thought this was gonna be like a very simple meet and greet kind of thing. Optimus is trying so hard to keep things on track and to temper Sentinel's, like, assholishness. But Sentinel's like, hey, I'm the representative of the Elite Guard. You're some fucking nobody repair bot scrub-ass bitch. You need to shut your mouth and let me do the talking. Because he's a real charmer. Always has been. Um, and I, But I really like the detail of... When he's chewing Optimus out, there's a bit where a bunch of people start taking pictures and he immediately goes into, like, crowd-pleasing, waving, smiling mode. Very he funny. He sucks so much. I but will say... Optimus, but Optimus immediately gets it back with, hey, man, all right, I, I'll, I'll leave all the duties to you, including shaking the mayor's hand as a sign of respect. I will say that, at least in this episode, like, Masterson and Sudden All really do deserve each other. Match made in hell. 
that's right the worst guys you know mashed against each other um and meanwhile sorry is moving in with bulkhead and bumblebee who are very excited to have their good friend hang out more but um the problem is that she's very sad <laughs> and they don't really know how to fix that so over this the course of this episode bumblebee and bulkhead uh try their hands at several new careers and are bad at all of them um yeah the first is therapist they're bad, very bad. Under no circumstances should you allow either of these bots to to hold a therapy session. Uh, they don't do very good there. They try, they're like, oh, what, what cheers me up when I'm sad? And they put sorry on the big beanbag in front of loud music and lights television show. <laughs> My favorite show on Detroit TV. They're doing some Coco Melon shit to her. They are doing some Coco Melon shit to her, but it does not work. Um, he's like, hey guys, I just, just kind of want to go hang out in my room. And they're like, great news. We have your room all set up. It's ready to go. And she's like, oh, okay, great. And then she goes over and it's just another room with an even louder, bigger TV blasting in it. Masterson, meanwhile, is, is ready to get to work. On the the exciting new militant direction that Powell is planning on taking the company, um, but he he's like, I need a new, I don't want, I need a new test subject for the headmaster. I'm not going to use those old stanky Autobots. I want the new shit. I want the fancy new guys. And he he immediately sets his sights on Sentinel Prime because he's the only one there. I mean, I I, I would think you know, Ultra but Ultra Magnus is is too busy to do this press conference, which is why uh, which is why Sentinel was doing it. Um, so, you know, it's probably good that he wasn't around. That would have been pretty bad. <laughs> but, so we, we, we get the, so, Matt, Headmaster calls in a fake, like, Decepticon report, uh, to lure the Autobots out there. Once again, Sentinel proves to be the worst driver in the galaxy. Again, he, 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 by no means do you have to give it to Masterson, but... <laughs> pretty good seeing sentinel go down like this so yeah immediately optimus like hey we can you know i uh we can we can kind of search the, the area together uh but there's a i love this there's an extremely good moment here where so like they, they get into an argument and uh sentinel tells them to fuck off by going like yeah why don't you go patrol the uh, on that side maintenance prime and i'll call you if i need some fucking trash disposed of and he drives off and optimus storms off and like halfway down the street he goes yeah what do i call you why do i call you fucking shitty asshole gas bag prime that would have been good yeah and then so that shot is during the day it cuts to night and sentinel is still going like oh man maintenance prime i got his ass Ooh, <laughs> i killed him Listen, I gotta this man has more. this man has held a grudge for hundreds of years he's going to gloat for at least several hours it's so funny and by the way he's he's wearing his extremely cool night helmet visor that he sometimes deploys which i think looks sick it's just so funny that it's, it's attached to like the lamest most annoying guy yeah because like his whole his whole deal is very like knight ish right because he's got the shield he's got the lance his general like sort of design 
is very gallantly heroic which you know that's that's the joke right it's like gaston where it's like you design this cool uh big jawed like i would say square jawed but in this case it's like oval jawed hero and it's like actually he sucks shit he's the worst guy square job but escaping its boundaries yeah sort of getting so big that the it, it sort of folds in on itself and uh he gets headmastered you know how it is after trying to kill a cat because he got cat jump scared he doesn't and discriminate is... against organic creatures. He hates them all equally. And this is where the fun begins because he calls Optimus like, uh, hey, uh, no Decepticons, good news, but I need you to come to my position and also I need you to not laugh. And Optimus goes, what? Why? You just, just come over here. And Optimus fails that request. Yeah. He, and he, you I, can't laugh. <laughs> well. I, it's, like the, it's, I love David Kay's performance as Optimus. I think he's great, but this laugh is so fucking funny. Like, he does not even try to hold it back. He just immediately starts fucking losing it when he sees Sentinel Prime's disembodied head sitting in a pile of garbage. There is, again, something that is, like, immature and, like, petty about this Optimus in a way that like none of the other Optimi are. Um, still, yeah, he's still a young gun. Yeah, still, which is like, very enjoyable. Yeah, and plus, you know, you know, it's it, the truth of the world is that if something shitty happens to a guy who sucks, you should laugh at it. It's not bad to laugh at it. Schadenfreude is really fun. It's powerful. Um, as long as it's, it's as long as it's not happening to like good people. Exactly. And as long as it's, like, pretty low stakes. So, like, Sentinel's like, okay, we cannot, under no circumstances, can we fucking show me to Ultra Magnus in the state. He cannot know. He's gonna fucking demote me to the mailroom immediately if he sees me like this. So we gotta, we gotta do this on our own. We gotta find the guy who took my body and, uh, like, like, handle it all on our own. Uh... Quick cutaway of Bumblebee and Bulkhead trying to figure out what human food is. Doesn't work. Yeah, so they try being chefs not next. Also very bad at that. No, they ba- they just serve her garbage functionally. Um, not just functionally, like literal uh, garbage. Like they oh, s- hang on, I have <laughs> a I've got fish the carcass. I've got the spread. I've got the delicious spread. Okay, ma- the main course is a a fish a fish head with bones. Yeah. Then there is a plate of acorns, several small tanks of oil. The acorns are at least technically edible. And my personal favorite part, a live rabbit. Yeah. That's just chilling there. Again, also, I guess, technically edible. Yeah, you need a few extra steps first, though. Um, Yeah. So, not... They don't have the snackage, and both and both of them are like, "Well, gee, I don't. What am I supposed to do?" <laughs> She's not cheering up. Uh, so by this point, everyone knows that the headmaster is back at at some deck systems. So uh, Optimus goes into the lobby, and Portisy Powell immediately like, "This is private property. Uh, you cannot freely roam around here. Uh, I'm going to have to ask you to leave, or I will call security." Um, Henry. I have never heard of Henry Masterson. I don't know who that man is. Yeah, and also you have to leave immediately. Goodbye. Yeah, you need to leave right now. 
Um, and Optimus leaves, but it was a trick because he he taps into the phone that Porter C. Powell immediately pulls out to call Masterson as soon as Optimus is out of the building. He's like, hey, Optimus was here asking about you. He's like, man, I trusted you, which was a mistake on my part, but like, do not fuck this up for me, okay? Like, we have a public image to protect, and if that's my goal, not quite sure why I hired you, but yeah, I swear to God, if you get me in any like PR trouble, it's so fucking over. Henry Masterson is not exactly a subtle guy. He's Elon Musk. He, he's he is like no, because he actually invents things. Um, yeah, but the headmaster unit does work. I guess he, it's like. We don't have any evidence that it's not, like, stolen from someone else, though. That's true. I guess we don't. And he's um, he's half as smart as he thinks he is. And he's infinitesimally as cool as he thinks he is. He's having more fun than Elon Musk. I mean, everyone is. I, I, I You know, the small comfort to know that that man is probably the most miserable man on the planet. Certainly up there. He's up there. Anyway. Money can't buy happiness, folks. That's right. Especially if you care a lot about what people think about you. And uh, what people think about you is not good. (laughs) So he's on a boat with Sentinel's body. So Optimus and Sentinel's disembodied head go to check it out. It finds them first. Yeah. He. So not only does he have the headmaster thing, he has also hacked Sparkplug and Tutorbot and turned them into weapons. Oh wait, can I can I say one thing really quick actually that we forgot to mention but is really important to me? Yes. So when Masterson calls in like the fake oh yeah crime um <laughs> um he calls it into Fanzone and Fanzone says like basically is like understood, we'll take it from here, ma'am. And he goes, "I'm not a ma'am, trans Masterson real." That's right. And yeah, it's so like yeah, like later everybody's getting arrested. Like, listen up, law boy. Number one, I am not a man. Number two, um, I'm not a woman. I'm not, yeah, not a man. Right? Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, or yeah. Do I do I look like a man to you, <laughs> sir? And, um. So yeah, they're fighting. They're fighting, and you know, Optimus is having a good time, kind of tossing Sentinel's head around. And they go into the boat, um, to look for Sentinel's body. And they do find it, or it finds them. And yeah, Optimus has a lot of fun just giving it to Sentinel's body. Just fucking going to town. That's what she said. And Op- and Sentinel's like, hey, dude, can you fucking chill? I can feel all of this, you know? It's like Optimus is like, yeah, I know. He's literally, like, doing boxer shit of, like, just slamming punches into sentinel's solar plexus it's listen it's very cathartic it's super cathartic he rips sentinel's arm off yeah sentinel's like you ripped my arm off and optimus is like it was aiming for my eyes yeah it was gonna stab me with your big dumb shield thing so then he, he yeah he cuts the headmaster unit off with the shield um and of course we know that the headmaster can escape 
but luckily, it's really Optimus... sorry. Can I just say, upon rewatching this, really unsubtly a rip on Modok. Oh yeah, like especially Modoc, when however you pronounce it. We can. Th- I think there's later bits where he's. I think the head matching can also like free fly. So like yeah, he, it's it's like totally Modok. And uh, but yeah, luckily. Uh, Optimus has has been practicing his fucking soccer moves and kicks Sentinel's head straight into the the unit, which apparently, much like a turtle, uh, cannot get up if you knock it over on its back. Now, here's how you know that no one has put truck nuts on Optimus, because if he had any balls, he would have just squished Masterson like a bug at this point, which it looks like he's about to do. Yeah, he's just too nice. Magnus would have done it. Magnus would just spell he's he's too, he, this technology is dangerous. It's time you cannot be allowed to. Yeah. Uh, you cannot be suffered to live. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, meanwhile, back at the base, uh, you know it's. Oh wait, uh, before we cut back to Sari and Bulkhead and Bumblebee, there's a bit they're arresting Masterson, but uh, Porter C. Powell shows up. And he gives the rundown of like, all right, so uh, number one, this incident took place in international waters, so you're out of your jurisdiction, fan zone, uh, and I would like to have my my employee back, please. And so he does not get arrested. Honestly, the fact that like PCP didn't just like totally abandon Masterson at this point is pretty shocking. He might, he's got the sauce. He needs those weird... I mean, we saw him turn a fucking school bot into a weapon. So, like, he's pretty good at it, I guess. Um, I good guess. enough that uh, Good enough that Powell will suffer through the everything else. The, li- the literally everything else, yeah. It's like the whole, the, the whole package of, like, nightmares. Um, then we cut back to Autobot Base, where... Uh, you know, the Bumble, uh, Bumble, his Prowl just straight up tells Bumblebee and Bulkhead, okay, listen, I've been watching you, I, I wanted to keep, I wanted to let you guys try to figure it out, I wanted to let you guys attempt to, like, u- use your, use your emotional intelligence, but clearly, this is not working, you just, she just needs someone to fucking talk to, <laughs> just go in there and talk to her. Yeah, what's wrong with you people? Please, <laughs> stop blasting her with cocoa melon shit and just listen she's being haunted by the cocoa melon <laughs> uh so they do they go in and talk to her and sorry starts crying and talking about how she's like fucking lost everything and that she doesn't even really exist and has no idea where her dad is or if he's even alive like it's just truly the worst time a nine-year-old can be having it's uh it's uh, yeah it it was actually like nicely yeah it's a cute moment because yeah it was like nicely written because it felt it felt very genuine yeah like it did not feel you know sometimes sorry can be a a bit on the precocious side of of like human sidekicks but this this was a nice moment and bumblebee and bulkhead both go like hey listen all right well we're here if you need to talk and uh we get we also get ultra magnet we finally final scene we get the report back to ultra magnus like hey sentinel i heard but <laughs> i heard rumors about you losing your head or something what the fuck is up with that but because optimus is the bigger bot he steps up and he he's like hey commander it's all right 
Uh, Sentinel was was valiantly putting himself in the line of harm to draw out a a uh, a, a dangerous criminal to to apprehend, and so you know he without him he would we wouldn't have caught the headmaster, although he he wriggled out of our clutches. Yep, and is that basically it? Sentinel gives Optimus the world's most begrudging handshake and thank you. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. And Optimus is like, wow, that must have hurt. And Sentinel's like, you've no idea. You have no fucking idea, man. I have. It's like. And then they shake. Yeah. And they shake. He's going to be molding about this for fucking 500 years. Yeah, that's that is Return of the mac i mean the headmaster um we are so fucking back what can i say we are so fucking back i am really i am looking forward to this season of transfers animated i mean god next week we get fucking wreckgar oh jesus like we've got so much fun stuff in this season um and then a whole lot of crazy shit happens at the end again. Well, you know. But way crazier shit than last time, even. Um, but well, you know. We, yeah, you know. Before we get to any of that, we've got a few questions. We've got one on uh, on Twitter from at what is cosplay Cass. If you were to choose a musician to become the go-to voice or voice style of a Transformer without thinking about budget, who would you hire to voice who? As I mentioned, the perfect answer already exists within this show, and it is Weird Al as Rekgar, so we'll have to choose a different one. It's so funny, because I was about to say D. Snyder as, as Rekgar. God. Because <laughs> now I just was thinking about Rekgar, but I think D. Snyder would do a great job with that. Um, I feel like... I, I mean, it would literally just one. be the Duke of Detroit from Motor City. Yeah, like, I want... It needs to be a, like a like I want to I want to choose like a musically inclined character, right? Like right. or something, or even jazz. Um, God, I I am compl- <laughs> I have I have forgotten all musicians. They've just fled my mind. Sorry, um, Ariana Grande, RC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I love that fucking TikTok so much. Yeah. One of one of the best th- things. My fr- whenever my friends and I are out, and it's time for us to go. Like if anyone says "Let's go," it, it'll either be echoed with "Let's go" or just "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah, Ariana Grande RC is pretty good. Uh, would you like to take us through our sure? Yeah, it would be my pleasure. Um, okay. Our first one, uh, from Nero from Disney minus. How would you go about making second connect with a bunch of aliens on a planet that your ex son coworker and ex slash son slash your coworker and boss's ex slash son. Sorry, I had to untangle my brain from the spaghetti that that question tied Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I would say that you get a pretty clear Goofus and Gallon example in this episode, and uh, Sentinel Prime is the Goofus, so you probably just should do everything that he doesn't do, and it'll be good. 
just don't be sentinel prime basically yeah I mean, that's just general advice for life ultimately yeah don't if you see sentinel prime do something do the opposite of it that's right <laughs> and then also from veer is the reason every ninja in this show is also a cop because they knew they had to give a reason for people to like the cop transformers that worked with optimus unfortunately i, I mean, think the guys who show, made this show genuinely like, like cops yeah this is a, a very pro shop pro cop show um i think unfortunately like i don't know if it's necessarily it's like uncritical of them right it's just like it's like one of the it's from the era this is from it's just like yeah sure cops they're the good guys right yeah um yeah i think unfortunately it's just like sort of unironic admiration for them although uh, fan zone being the main human cop and being sort of a, a dipshit and like but often the butt of the joke is I would like a... say in general there is disdain for the human characters yes very true the humans in this show uh are not always the most upstanding of guys um i was gonna say like sumdak and sari are the exception but they don't really count do they <laughs> i mean isaac sumdak look Nobody in history has fucked up as bad as Isaac Sumdak, really. Like, he he, he saved <laughs> saved Megatron's life. Certainly not in this timeline. Yeah, um, bro. From Ruby Road Rage, parentheses Ruby. On a scale from 1 to 10, how asshole American on foreign roads is Sentinel Prime? 12. <laughs> like I said, he, he's a Texas driver. He's a Texas driver in uh, he- Finland. He literally crushes a line of parked cars in in Return of the Headmaster by just driving over them. Yeah. Um and because I mean it's worth noting that like so he ch- his his alternate mode is like a snowplow cuz he can just fucking push everyone out of his way. I think it's a very characterful alternate alternate mode choice. I quite like it. <laughs> Um, a bridge to Cass asks, "Does Henry Masterson's vocal quirk get funnier or cringier the further we get from 2007?" First of all, I really like the phrasing of this because um, I could see the typing quirk wanting to be written here, so I appreciate acting like he's a Homestuck character. Um, this is hard to call for me. It I sucks think... the whole way down. Yeah. Um, it's hard to like put myself like i think he's he's still pretty funny but a lot of that does come from how outdated this was even at the time yeah uh there's a bit where he's like oh damn i'm so leet and optimus goes i don't know what the fuck that means yeah i i think my actual answer to this is that it it doesn't change it just kind of sucks to hear I mean, Always. If, if, if we were if we were transplanting this type of guy into the modern age, he would be a fucking Bitcoin dude talking about how everything's going to the moon and shit. He'd be Dick Bitcoin dude in like five years. Yeah, like he like that's still too recent for how dated his language is supposed to be already well, in two thousand seven. That's true. He is old style Bitcoin. Dude. You know, it's just it's just you know. It's the same. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite type of bridge? Suspension. I like a nice covered bridge. The ones in, like, New England. 
I really like uh like swaying suspension bridges that you can walk across. They're fun for me. I've never actually been on a real suspension bridge. I don't oh, think. really? I mean, if you if you're not a fan of heights, they are not a good time. But I'm fine with heights. Yeah, if you're if you're good with if with uh with heights, then they're fun. Um, and finally, from a bridge to Cass, uh, did these guys start flying when they got Prime's message fifty years ago? Does the journey from Cybertron just take ages? What's the longest journey you've been on, and how did you occupy yourself? So first, in order, the question is number one: yes. Um, number two: yeah. I mean, depending I mean, the other thing is on your relative. Yeah, they also have to like figure out where the fuck they are because Earth is sort of out of the way. Um, so like that probably ate up most of the time because there's no space bridge routes out there. The 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 way that Prime's crew got to Earth was like a mis- like a like a all spark induced event where the all sparks specifically put them somewhere really out of the way to avoid detection um as for what's i think the longest i've been on quite a few long drives i think the longest i drove to vegas one time with a bunch of friends for evo a couple years ago and that was like a 12 hour drive maybe it was you know it's pretty long but um you know, I had two other friends in the car, so entertaining myself wasn't necessarily a huge problem. I've also driven to Chicago a few times, or been driven to Chicago a few times, and that one is a little... I think that's a, a 16-hour drive? Maybe shorter. I don't remember the exact things, but I remember one time on the way back from Chicago, I watched the first Street Fighter V Evo Top 8, because I have an unlimited data plan. So the longest trip I've been on without like pause um, is the 16 hour flight to from New York to Johannesburg and back. Oh God, that is that is a a see. So I'm I'm I like long road trips for the most part as as a heftier fellow. Yeah, <laughs> I do not. I do not like long flights. Those are not good to me. No one likes long flights. I mean, this is the, obviously the, the you know being um, fat does not make it easier. Um, but there is a point. I'm, I've done. I'm both fat and tall, so I am doubly fucked. <laughs> yeah, being large in general on mm-hmm. a plane, however you do it not great like it's just not a fun time and there is something about hitting the 12 hour mark on a plane where it's like i live here now i was born on this plane i'm going to die on this plane Mm -hmm. this is my alpha and my omega um and i've done that now i think 10 times no 12 times south africa china um Vietnam, Australia, New Zealand, and whatever, whatever. The the point is, I I've done it a few times, and it's just like it sucks. Um, but the longest one was definitely the nonstop from, um, New York to Johannesburg, which in that direction is sixteen and a half hours long. It's one of the longest flights in the world, um, and. 
it was just like a lot of free movies, like a lot of free movies on that flight. We got like four meals. It was ridiculous. 16 hours is a long time to be in the flight. It's a long ass flight. I mean, it's worth it. You should go. You should go to South Africa if you had a chance. It's really, it's a really fascinating place. But damn, dude, <laughs> Br- brutal, brutal flight time. Yeah. Um. Okay, from slipstream, slipstream, Sam. Real. What's the earliest memory you have of existential dread? It first hit me right after I went to a planetarium at like eight years old and realized how big space is. I do definitely remember experiencing existential dread at a planetarium when they they showed a gamma ray burst blowing up Earth. Um, like, oh, that shit could just happen. Okay. I think for me, this is like maybe a more serious answer and not like quite in the same vein as, as what you're asking for. So sorry if that's the case. Um, but for me, it was like middle school when I was like for first diagnosed with like ADD and also like suicidal depression or whatever where it's just like I just couldn't see a future for myself at all um and so my existential dread was much less about like my scope in like a broader scheme thing and just like I don't see any way that I'm living past like 20. (laughs) I definitely remember when I was because I was very much into dinosaurs as a child and you know you read about big dead things when you're young that necessarily hit right like you don't really yeah at some point i absorbed what death meant and i do remember freaking the fuck out for like two hours when i was with my mom at her school after i was she used to be a speech pathologist and she brought me along to her school i was like eight or something probably younger actually and i was i could not handle it um Similar things also to when you, I first heard the thing of, yeah, the sun will expand in like four billion years and destroy the earth. Just sort of the, the big weights kind of crashing down on a little child and just like completely fucking panicking and flipping out for like two hours. And you learn to just bottle it all up and, and find your peace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, you either deal with it or you don't, basically, right? Yep. So. Um... And then from a bridge to cast, there is a photo here of a bug. Ladybug? That has a cross on it, I think. Oh, it's a paladin bug. And what you think about this? I assume it's supposed to look like Sentinel's shield, maybe? I don't know. I don't have strong opinions on this. I think that uh, I'm happy that the bug is out there living its best life. At least I assume it is. I don't know. (laughs) All right, from Sidewinder, Sabrina. Oh no, all the Transformers have lost their bodies a la Headmaster, and their lower bodies are gone. What replacement body would you give each of the Aniformers, and who would you leave headless? The replacement can be any form of machinery from any series slash real life, from other Transformers to Metal Gears to fucking Battletech mechs. Your possibilities are vast. Sentinel Prime is getting attached to... One of those old iPod docks that was like a dancing dog. Excellent. Um, I mean, so who would I leave headless is an interesting question. Because, I mean, that just basically means they're just inert. Bumblebee. Mm, 
I don't hate him that much. Mo- okay, think- I'm going to be real. Most of what I'm thinking about in these situations is like a Sarah Jessica Parker Chihuahua situation from Mars Attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Definitely like plopping their heads onto some dumb shit. Um, I think that there needs, I mean, just generally, I think there should be more object head transformers. There are not, there aren't enough of those, but put some TVs on those dudes' shoulders. Um, but yeah, also, I think a lot of it is like, do you have an annoying guy? Put him on a dog. There you go. I, I, does someone's disembodied head get put onto Sparkplug's body at some point? I cannot remember if that happened or not, but it should. I think it would be funny. Um, can we put Bumblebee's head on the uh, CGI NFL football robot from the commercials? I don't know why. I just think he would have fun. It would be enriching for him. That's all I got. Yeah, I, I, I get. I, I don't. I don't have many funny answers for this, unfortunately. Just because, again, I'm so stuck on the yeah, Mars I mean, attack. Prime in, in <laughs> the Chihuahua situation is the one answer. That is what should happen. The the which answer? sentinel prime in the chihuahua situation yes oh no sentinel the ship with your body sunk uh it's too deep for us to recover uh you'll have to be on this robot dog forever sorry yeah um okay and finally from aurora animated uh whose character from a previous series you covered that you just want to see again uh i mean i'll miss thrust thrust (laughs) I miss him so much. I mean, I've said this several times before. I want to see Ironhide again. I think Ironhide so... has just been underutilized. For for reasons I, want... I really can't understand. I want crusty southern Ironhide. I need the fucking, like, grizzled southern one. You know, I don't need anything that takes off of the, uh, the sort of Clint Eastwoody uh live action version but yeah there's been like no iron hides in tv forever he was supposed to be in this show but uh that fourth season never happened or he was originally supposed to be in this show and he was but uh bulkhead was was uh put in his place instead right and he was going to show up in the fourth season but he never did because cartoon network is cruel um, yeah i miss iron hide i mean i would say i miss jazz but he showed he actually showed up um, and then the uh, the other character, I guess I will say, outside of Ironhide, because I always say Ironhide for this, is um, Knockout. Yeah. Since being brought He's... back in Prime, I really liked the character they developed for him. They liked it as well, since they put it into comics and everything multiple times. Um, I'd like to see him in a show again. Yeah. I think there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with a character like that. Yeah, I mean, Thrust is is almost a half-joking answer, but I do I do like a treacherous vizier. And that's like a different thing than Starscream is, you know? Like it, he's most of the time not necessarily that. Yeah. Like there's a lot more A vizier open has hostility. to actually give advice. <laughs> yeah, like all of Thrust's weird fucking prophecies of like, ah, Megatron, the fucking stars are aligning. Surely this means you will win the day. I miss that shit. I also miss that he's a weird squid man. Yeah. Truly one of the strangest character designs of any Transformer. Like, 
just a fucking freak of nature and i i miss him yeah and that's a lot of questions no and rat trap i could always use more rat trap oh yeah rat trap rat trap's great but we do we do at least get rat trap for another show (laughs) yeah that's true yeah that's that's it for questionarinos and that's it for the episode of course, you can find us on Twitter for as long as that platform exists at Prime Cuts Pod. You can join our Discord. Um, we just and if you join it now, you don't have to worry about watching the most boring Transformers movie. Told you it's fucking bad. Oh my god. Okay, so here's the thing about the last. I mean, I would. I speaking of headmasters, we did have a running joke when we were watching that of how Cogman being a headmaster just means he's really good at giving Anthony Hopkins the tornado sloppy um oh good (laughs) but holy shit that movie is fucking boring (laughs) it's not good like it's not a good movie (laughs) i think that if it is the i think that it is the worst constructed movie it is it is the worst one just from like a script standpoint and like a thing like i think that revenge of the fallen is still the worst viewing experience because it's just a fucking insane horrible film but like at least it makes more sense and like has more know, stuff man. going on the last night i was was like that was actually like an infuriating viewing experience i was like i can't believe i paid money to do I'll this i'll tell you what i was infuriated by the fact that the fucking aspect ratio kept goddamn changing between shots it was driving me insane when i i was like what why is this editing making my fucking eyes hurt I was like, oh, I, I finally noticed. I was like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> the aspect ratio is literally changing between shots. It's the cinnamon topography. For no reason. I remember something about how this that movie was shipped out to like three or four different editing houses to just chop into a fucking final product. Like, no one gave a shit about the last night. Um, God fucking what a the only literally the only fun parts of that movie are anthony hopkins and his gay robot butler that's it again i can't believe they got him to do it in the first place it's you know grandpa just having fun um collecting that 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 cheddar but yeah you don't have to watch that next time we'll be watching bumblebee which is a good movie um so if you want to get in after we finish this season of animated and watch a good movie for a change. Uh, you should join the Discord. Presu- yes, next time will be Bumblebee for sure. I was about to say presumably yeah, next, time. next time will be Bumblebee, but that's not. Unless there's a secret mo- Transformers movie I don't know about. No, um, there's um, there was something we were going to watch between a very uh, specific season, but we're not there yet by any true. means. We are not. We yeah. are definitely not there yet. Um, I'm Nero. You can find me on Twitter at Dragonsmitron, co-host at Dragonsnuggler. Uh, on blue sky at what is my uh nero wyvern um i haven't posted much there yet but i'm on there now um and on tumblr at uh tumblr.com how do tumblr urls work it's, it's cyclonus with a five at the end of it um you can find my various other projects in various other places such as ready free heidelin the monthly final fantasy 14 podcast I do with my friend jane at heidelin radio on twitter ready also talk cycles the monthly animation podcast i do with jane talk cycles.tumblr.com you can uh and uh we're doing over the garden wall for october how appropriate 
we may usually we run a poll for the subject matter of the the show but you know it's october it has to be over the garden wall um and yeah you can join our discord for that as well um and yeah that's that's it for me i'm audrey you can find me on tumblr twitter co-host and blue sky at optimum on prime my funny robot internet joke you can also listen to the other podcast i do called pot of greed it's about five d's um i was on for the first time in a while last week i won't be on for another couple weeks because i was out of the country and also some other stuff <laughs> um but it's good and five d's is also good good show uh you give it a listen um i've also um we cast in a radio drama that should be having updates coming out very soon and i'm starting a foodie podcast over on the moonshot network called i'm eden here and that's it for me of course we are part of the noise space network noisespace.xyz with all sorts of other shows you can watch such as the aforementioned pot of greed dr ha Willis house of snacks songs about uh, sounds about light just anything you you think you want to listen to a podcast about it's probably up there somewhere yeah and i think that's basically it for us so until next time i am going to uh drive like sentinel prime merge across nine lanes of traffic driving my ford f fuck 50 uh murdering 75 pedestrians in the process and stopping at the drive through chicken express transform and roll out um i'm gonna open up every social media account i have and find a nine-year-old to start beefing with immediately and just ruin their days transform and roll out peach peach <laughs>